0: And they being Job 1 and 2, Jonah 2 and 3, and Hebrews 8 and 9. Now in a few minutes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to assign to each group, this is the bit you're going to have a look at. Okay? But, what are you going to look at it for? And the things I'd like you to think about are, first of all, look at the whole story. So it's not just about the two chapters. Or oh, yeah, the two chapters in every case. What's the overview? What's the what's the big what's the point? What are the key takeouts? If you were going to sum up in maybe two or three sentences, yeah, what are the key takeouts of that passage, or that book, or that story? And what was the lesson that needed to be learned? And here's the important bit. You ready? Somebody needs to feed back at the end. So actually, please, in the next however long, don't spend all the time deciding that bit. All right? So, I'm going to say you've got at least 15 minutes. You might have 20. Okay? We'll see how we go time-wise. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the following... So would you guys please take Job? Would you next group please take Hebrews? Or would you take Jonah? Would you take Jonah? Would you take Job and would you take Hebrews? With a bit of luck That's six groups, two groups of each. Okay? So, it's actually as complicated and as broad as that. But the main point is what needed to be learnt through the story or the letter. Away you go. So, it is fair to say that two groups. out there, had a little bit of the work done for him. And if you didn't spot it, it's over there. (laughs) So, let's start with Jonah. Who's feeding back from that group? What do you think Jonah was about? Main, Main take out, God is always listening from the story of Jonah. When he's in the body of the fish... God is always listening God is always there with him alright so we can always repent because God is always forgiving Jonah needed to learn compassion and he didn't really want to do that because that's not how it stacked up for him he wanted to do it on his terms not necessarily on God's and that was the lesson he needed to learn thank you yeah you're not getting away that easy that Jonah hated how God reacted because it didn't stack up for him. It wasn't right. And he would rather have died than actually show compassion on the Ninevites. That's how Jonah felt. And the lesson that Jonah had to learn was compassion. He had to be able to turn around and that's the lesson for us. Thank you. Brilliant. Some liked Job. Some found him really irritating. So as far as the three friends are concerned, obviously that didn't always gel. And there were issues, and sometimes maybe, my word's not yours, Job pushed their buttons. Yeah? So Job, at the start, was quite legalistic. And through the journey, came to understand the grace of God that he needed to understand, not just necessarily necessarily the legalism, if that's the case. Hebrews.
1: So, just kind of following up from what um, Sylvia said, uh, the writer was describing the Old Testament requirements for sacrifice and whatever, and comparing that with what Jesus had done. And uh, our, our take on message is our salvation had happened. He's, he's turned things totally upside down. It's happened. We can now have a direct relationship with with God, and we, we have a responsibility and an ability to respond um, directly. Uh, I missed some of it, I'm sorry, um, but I just want to, uh, my take a message, and I hope you agree, is we, we were on the way in this morning and listened listen to a certain band, um, listen sure. to, to a testimony by uh, a man called Joel Smallbone, who's... Um, a singer, and it was it was in, in "Joy to the World," and it was saying, "Jesus came and turned BC to AD." Um, and in this context, you, what you need to remember is blood covenants gone, AD is all done. It's done. Oh, I'll shorten it even more. Salvation has happened. It's it's done. Okay. Um, Jesus came, changed BC to AD. Blood Covenants, BC, gone, AD, all done.
0: Thank you. So, what have the last 25 minutes taught us? What the last 25 minutes I think have taught us, so you probably gathered, we did this yesterday, and we worked through each one of them to try and get to what we thought were the main lessons, and I'm delighted to say you got there. Because you know that when you do something like this and you think, oh my goodness, what happens if they don't get to the point? You did. I think maybe what we linked slightly more towards, which you've all hinted at, Job was a man who loved God deeply. I know you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. And there's things too wonderful for me to know. And he learnt lessons through that. And he got closer to knowing who God was, not just what he needed to do for God. Jonah wanted grace for the people, but Jonah wanted grace for the people on his terms. Salvation comes from the Lord, and the biggest lesson coming out of Jonah is salvation comes from the Lord, not in the shape we think it is, but in the shape God does. So let's let God get on with doing what he's good at doing which is saving people. Remember that last verse of Jonah, where God actually asked Jonah, should I not be concerned about that great city? And I think that teaches us a lesson about who we engage with and who we decide we don't. Hebrews, a letter Paul sent that needed to tell the people more than anything about the change about Jesus, about who Jesus was, what Jesus would bring. I will be their God and they will be my people through a high priest who knew their journey. Never will I forsake you. The Lord is my helper. I'll never be afraid. What I think you've got through all three is very simple, and that is God reaching out to people. Just in the same way, it reaches out to each one of us sat in this room. We're going to take two very short readings. I'm going to ask Becky if you would come forward and read the first one for me.
1: This
2: is from Romans, chapter 8. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would even dare to tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, Is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us? Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. Now God has us where he wants us. With all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play a major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we'd neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing.
0: I haven't checked what the time span was between Job, Jonah, (coughs) Hebrews. But what I do know before doing that is that that message that you just read is consistent right from the beginning. Right through till today. And that message is all about forgiveness. That message is about about grace. It's about kindness. God does both the making and the saving. It's God's gift from start to finish. Father, if it's my pride... That gets in the way of accepting your grace. Please remove it. Father. If it's rules and laws. And legislation that gets in the way of me receiving your grace. Remove it. Father if it's me not understanding Jesus. And who he is. And who he will be. Please. Teach me. Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for this experience we've had this morning. But thank you more than anything else for just keeping plugging away at us. And whether it's however many years since talking to Job or Jonah or to the Hebrews or to this group of people here in Manchester, how long-suffering you are how compassionate, how gracious, how slow to anger. And Father, we thank you and we praise you and we need you. Thank you, Jesus. It don't matter that Christmas might not have been in December. It doesn't matter that we're still... Twenty-three days away from the day you were born, or not. What matters is we think about your coming. What matters is we anticipate. What matter matters is we get excited. What matters is we plead for your return. Lord Jesus, I know you don't know the know the day, but Father, I know you do. I just pray that in the time that remains. We remember to put you first and not ourselves and we live through your grace. Amen.